the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Brown. Hey, I got a question for you. Do you ever feel like you want to coach, train, teach, or in some way help other people in your business or in life, but you struggle with feeling like you have the, the ability to coach someone because you're not perfect yourself? Well, that's what this episode's going to be all about this week. So if you relate to that at all, um, listen in. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm your host, Matt Browning, of course. Um, hope you've been enjoying your week. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning as you're getting this download. I hope that you are uh, making some time for yourself in the gym, or maybe you're driving in the car on the way to your job, or on the way to your office or business, or maybe you're chilling making breakfast for your kiddos and you got the podcast blasting on Alexa or Siri. I don't know how you get it, but either way, as long as you're subscribed to the platform you're choosing, to Stitcher, to Spotify, to iTunes, to Google Play, you name it, as long as you're subscribed somewhere, you're going to get this free twice a week, every week. This award-winning podcast is in your living room. Okay, it hasn't actually won any awards yet, but I'd like to speak that into the future. (laughs) It hasn't won anything, Uh, but we are still coming at you with as much great information as humanly possible and some phenomenal guests. So I hope you enjoyed the guest last week, and the guest this week, of course, is going to be no different for Interview Fridays. So let's get into it. The question I get a lot, I get these live seminars, and I've been getting on Facebook. I put out a post. I asked you guys, um, what are some topics you want me to discuss in a new format in a Teaching Tuesdays or if I, I'm doing a new format where I'm going to bring in a few different voices, a couple of different guests, and we're going to do a short-form interview on one topic in particular. So I looked through the topics, and, and you were great. I mean, I got I mean just about 50 different topics and feedback. You all went over to facebook.com uh, slash mbrowning to my profile, and you're my friend. Um, so you answered me, and it was amazing. So here's what I found, though. Some of them, I think, are going to be really good guest topics. But some of them, I thought, you know, that's going to be just a solo teaching, something I want to bring to the table um, in the normal format for Tuesday teaching like we've been doing. So here it goes. The question was, how do you coach when you're not perfect? Oh, like what a loaded question, right? One of the there's a couple presuppositions in there, and in NLP terms or neurolinguistic programming, this is the the science and the language of, of the mind to achieve our desired outcomes. This is of course one of the main things we teach in the seminar company. The presupposition or things that are assumed in that language, there's some problems. Well, the first thing that's assumed is a that you're not perfect, and that's already a problem, right? That you're not made perfect. That you're not perfect in your imperfections. And I think that there's a lesson in there. There's something to walk through in there for us too. So like if you're one of these perfectionist people and you're always worried that you're not going to be perfect, maybe the whole lesson before, and the reason you're, you're putting off coaching or you're putting off teaching or training or running your first workshop or putting your first advertisement out there or selling your first package or your first client or opening your doors or asking that person out on a date or whatever it is, The reason why you're putting that off is because you're waiting until you're perfect. The problem, of course, is Tony Robbins says this best. I love to give him credit for this. He says that perfectionism is the lowest standard we could achieve. I'll say it again. Perfectionism is the lowest standard we can achieve. And the reason is, is that it's unachievable. You can get a poor result. You can get a good result. You can get an excellent result. You can get an outstanding result. But you can't get a perfect result. 
So for those of us waiting to be perfect, <laughs> you're going to be waiting for a really long time. So consider that if you're, if you're the perfectionist, instead of waiting to be perfect, kick around the idea of like letting it go. Now, I know, easier said than done, right? Well, that's where, you know, some NLP techniques could come in. Um, if you have a faith background, certainly uh, prayer and walking that through with God is going to come in big time. Whatever your methodology is, the point is don't just sit around with perfectionism. Work on it. You know, write about it, talk about it, um, and work to overcome that. You know, there's something so beautiful to be able to have, to create something that is not perfect and yet feel like it was good. You know, maybe even it was great. I love saying a lot to our new students uh, that are building businesses, coaching practices and whatnot, that done is better than good. And I've heard that a lot lately, and I think it's so powerful. I'll say it again. Done is better than good. Because if you're waiting to do it good enough, some of us have the problem of it's never going to be good enough. So consider getting it done. In fact, what I found too is a lot of my, my programs, my packages, my products and services, they evolve over the time. Right? They, they always evolve. So what happens is if I never put it out, I'm going to continually try to innovate it and tweak it and make it better anyway. But if I put the program, the product, the service out and I sell it, what will happen is it's probably already, A, it's better than I think it is. B, it's better than a lot of other products, pr programs, and services out there already. So my clients are happier than I thought they were going to be. And C, it's nowhere near where I want it to be anyway. So why not sell it now? Because I'm going to get real feedback. I'm going to get feedback from people who are going to use it and check it out immediately. And then I can, of course, work on making it better once it's out already. All right. So that's, number, that's not really number one. That's like a pre-number one. Get rid of perfectionism syndrome. Okay, we are actually that is a number one. We are looking for progress, not perfection. Work on making what you do better. So, if you're not perfect yet, can you still start off coaching, or uh, in faith circles it would be maybe discipling or leading, helping people? Well, I'll tell you this from a faith background: God has always used imperfect leaders. In fact, it would almost seem, if you walk through the narrative of the Bible, it would almost seem as if he chooses unworthy or imperfect leaders, I don't know, on purpose? Maybe he chooses imperfect leaders on purpose because we need to know that when he calls us to lead, that we don't have to be perfect either. And we're not going to be. Every leader that's exemplified in the Bible has always failed and messed something up. You know, whether it's the murderer Moses or the adulterer and murderer David, um, it's the, the traitor Judas, whoever it is, all of us, every leader there, plus every leader inside of us, we've all messed things up and we're going to mess things up. So quit trying to be perfect. Make some progress. Put your best foot forward. And the worst thing that happens is someone says, hey, that's not good enough. Well, it's the best I'm going to do, so I'm going to put it out there anyway. All right. So that's number one. Number two point to how do you coach when you're not perfect? Or another way to say it is how do you coach when you feel like you haven't quite gotten the same result that you're wanting to get there to your clients? You know, I, I hear this a lot with like financial coaches. Hey, I know a thing or two about finances, but I'm not a multimillionaire. How am I going to coach a multimillionaire if I haven't made that money myself? Well, here's a couple of things. So number one, that was the first key. The second key is teach down. Learn up and teach down. Here's what I mean. If you want to drop out of school, I'm not saying drop out of school, but if you want to drop out of school and get a job 
and you know, my son hasn't asked me this yet, but I'm sure it's coming. He's in second grade this year. If Val came to me and and my wife and he said, Dad, I don't want to do school anymore. I want to drop out. And I said, son, what kind of job can you get with a first grade education? Because he'd only have a first grade education at that point. Hopefully, he'd look right at me and say, well, I would teach kindergarten, of course. <laughs> I would teach kindergarten. See, there's a lesson in that, you know. What can you teach with a first grade education? Kindergarten. And if you've learned steps one, two, and three in a 10-step process, you don't have to get to 10. You don't have to be on the top of the mountain to coach and train or teach someone else. What you have to do is be beyond where somebody is. Okay, um, In the health industry, I see this a ton for health coaches and trainers. Man, if you have lost like 30 pounds and you've gained 10 pounds of muscle, uh, you know, 30 pounds of fat, and you gain 10 pounds of muscle, and you're looking different, and you're feeling different, and your joint pain is gone, and you've been training really hard, and you've been learning this, and you're going through classes, and you want to pick up a client. There are some people who would think, well, I got to wait until I have this perfect rocking body, or six-pack abs, or I can outperform everybody. Look, that's one kind of coach. That kind of coach is called the pace setter coach. I'll say it again. The coach who has already been there and can outperform all of their clients is called the pace setter coach. They're the they're more of a mentor. They're the ones that have said, look, I have achieved this result and I can go up front and do this before any of you. You know, if I'm going to ask you to bear crawl across the floor and back, I can do it first and probably faster than you and then you can do it. Now, when we think of coaching, sometimes that's the only, uh, the only idea that comes to mind is a pace setter coach. That's, that's not the only coach. There's a lot of other potential coaches, you know. They're the kind of people who, you know, what about the people who have studied this? They've studied kinesiology and how the body moves. And, and there's coaches that are fitness coaches that are way smarter than I am in body and nutrition and movement and everything else. And maybe they don't have the perfect body. Maybe they're in the middle of their journey and they're getting their results. But if they can bring a knowledge to the table plus some experience, I wouldn't mind having a coach who's in the third grade teaching me first grade fitness. That makes sense? I don't need to have a college pro, uh, you know, in this metaphor to teach me kindergarten fitness. You know what I mean? So be okay with that. Be okay to teach the lower grade. And number three, the third key, and we'll keep this one short because I know you got a lot going on this week. The third key to how to start coaching when you're not yet perfect is decide what's the unique perspective you bring. Every one of us has something unique that is from our experience our story, our whatever it is that we're going to bring to the table that even though maybe we're new into what we want to do, we have some experience. So here's a couple examples. So let's say you, you know, you've been around corporate HR and you've been leading the charge there for 10, 15, 20 years. And now you're getting into relationship coaching. And let's say that's where it will make your heart sing and you're ready to go. And you want to help people in relationships. Well, someone might attack you, right? Someone might say, Hey, you're brand new. How many clients have you seen for relationships? And you go, well, none. You know, you're my first client or I've seen two clients. How you get around that and feel in, uh, full of integrity and congruence is you have to be able to tap in what do you have outside of your, the new thing, right? Whatever you're coaching in, outside of that particular discipline or that particular content, what else do you have? What else do you have? Well, in this case, you might be new in coaching in love relationships, 
But what you say instead is, listen, I have 20 years, I have two decades of relationship experience of humans interacting at the corporate HR level, some of the biggest companies. You know, my whole job was to solve conflicts and to get people communicating. And now I take that content, I take that skill set that the biggest corporations have used, and I turn that loose in interpersonal relationships. And that's what makes my heart sing because I'm so grateful for my new relationship and how great it is in my life. So I'm going to share that with you. So you follow me on that? The idea is you take something unique that you have that is outside of the context and you find how it ties in. And as long as it ties in somewhere, you're good to go. Another one of my favorite examples of this was a, uh, a project manager, an engineer project manager that came through some of our seminars. And what he wanted to do is really help people transform their life through their health and their body. And he was very passionate about health and fitness, and he'd been getting into it over the last year of his life or so. The problem was he wasn't getting any clients. Why not? Well, how can I coach if I'm not perfect? I'm still getting into it. I don't really know that much yet about it. So what we did is instead of trying to get someone with barely 12 months experience, and a lot of it was experience as a student and, and as a, a person who's just doing the work on themselves, he wasn't even getting a lot of that experience from training others. He probably only trained others for like three months. So how do you get a brand new trainer, 12 months in the fitness world for his, his life, three months as a trainer trying to work with clients, how do you get that person landing good solid clientele and making money? Well, if you approach it with, hey, I'm not perfect yet, and who am I to coach? And look at all these other coaches. Look at all these other trainers. They're, they're so much stronger, and they've been doing it so much longer, and they have so much more experience, and they have credentials, and all that stuff. What we do instead is you take my key number three. Again, key number three is what's unique about you from another context, and you bring it into the fold. So I said, man, what are you really good at? He says, well, I'm a really good project manager. I mean, and I said, tell me about that. This guy said, I've managed a $100 million plus project, multiple occasions for some huge corporations. Like I've been managing, I know how to get things done. I know how to set up the timeline and the budget and the project and the, and the, um, the check-in points and manage the team and the whole thing. Like I'm so good at that. So I looked at him and I said, I'm curious, what if you became the person who said something like, you know, take on your fitness as a project, you know, here's this rock star, $100 million project manager who now unleashes the project management skills of $100 million projects and some of the largest companies on the planet. And he, he unleashes that same technology or that same uh, process on how you can take on your transformation, your body transformation as a project, just like Cisco or whatever company. And the concept was, okay, so now you're going you're gonna to factor in the time period for the transformation. You want to transform your body over 12 months. Awesome. You need to factor in the, the food project, the fitness project. You need a team around you. What team do you need? How out of whack are you? Do you need a cardiologist? Do you need a chiropractor? Do you need a massage therapist? Do you need a kinesiologist? Do you need your trainer? So now instead of just trying to be a trainer who counted reps at the gym, so to speak, you know, and said, hey, now do this exercise, now do that exercise, what he could do is he can transform from a fitness coach to a transformation specialist. Now, as I say that, I don't like the name. So don't quote me on the name. I would name it something different. Give me a little more time. But what, what I would do is I would, I would make it more of 
taking you on, transform your life as a fitness project. And who do you want to manage that? I mean, all seriousness, who would you want? Would you want a guy that works out at the gym who has muscles? Because he might be able to get the result for himself, but he may not be necessarily be a great leader or a, a great manager of your life to help you to get to that level. Now, he could probably tell you, hey, lift these weights, eat that food. That's what I eat. But honestly, who I'd rather have is I'd rather have a kick-ass project manager. I want a project manager who who knows how to run an entire project. So now this person is, is, again, looking at the food, looking at the fitness, looking at the team, and looking at my timeline and setting my goals and setting my timelines in, in place. So I'm going to achieve the project that I want. So that's just another example of what you can do to bring your uniqueness your story, your experience, your history from another context and bring it into the context you're coaching in. That's how I started. Um, in fact, one of the things I did when I started is I was a brand new coach. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't, I didn't have the experience of what I was doing. So one other thing you can do is instead of, I didn't have the experience coaching. Now I could have, I could have taken all my real estate and my, my finance, my mortgage experience, and I could have move that into the coaching world. But the truth is, I didn't want to talk about money or any of that stuff really at all. So what I did is when I went through all my NLP trainings, I was NLP practitioner certified, master practitioner certified, and I did our trainers training. And now, of course, we teach and certify all those courses as well through the company Evolution Seminars, evolutionseminars.com. Feel free to check it out if you want to see one of the NLP courses coming up, um, just if you want to. Um, so what I did, though, is when I first went through all those NLP trainings, I leveraged the concept of NLP and knowing what I'm doing there. So I said, listen, I've been doing this for six months, but I'm applying these NLP techniques that are tried and true for over 40 years. I'm using those techniques on you. So these are techniques that have been done with thousands and thousands of people all over the planet. These are the same techniques that Tony Robbins has used for three decades, the same techniques that XYZ. So what I did is I borrowed the credibility of NLP, even though my experience was brand new. So that works out great if you're doing something with a modality that's somewhat well-known. You're a new yoga instructor. You can borrow the credibility of, of Bikram or of whatever. If you're a Zumba instructor, if you're a Pilates instructor, I guess that's actually a lot of fitness classes. Um, but it works for NLP. It works for certain types of psychology. Maybe you're going to be a corporate consultant. And instead of saying, hey, you know, I haven't really turned any companies around or I haven't worked with any companies yet. <laughs> They're my first client. How do you get confident? Well, maybe you bring in something like Life Languages or DISC or Myers-Briggs or whatever it is. And you can leverage that and say, listen, Myers-Briggs has been used for X amount of years. And here's the results. And here's the companies who've used them. And I use all that same profiling system with my unique approach because here's my story. So the best way would be if you can take something that's unique of you know uh, the credibility builder and you add that to your story that's unique to you of maybe how you grew up or uh, what you used to do or a certain a family situation, right? Whatever that is. And you can add that in. And then you can, again, you can build credibility and confidence for yourself long before you have the experience and certainly before you're perfect. So I hope that helps. That was just kind of, this is my thoughts on answering the question, how do you coach really when you're not perfect? And also I wanted to answer, how do you start coaching when you don't have experience yet? So that's my answer is just to recap. Number one, you're looking for progress, not perfection. 
as long as you're moving, as long, you know, let go of the perfection syndrome. Key number two is teach a lower grade. You know, if you're in third grade, you can teach second grade. And key number three is what's your unique perspective, your story, or an outside resource from another context. Bring that into your new coaching and away you go. You're credible, you're confident, you're not perfect, but you're ready to start getting paying clients and delivering massive value right away. Well, I wish you a great week. That's it for this week. I want to keep this short and sweet for you, just about 20 minutes. Have an awesome time. I'm going to come at you on Friday. Um, I have not picked the interview yet. Full disclosure, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. Um, this week's going to be fun, so if you know if you don't care about my life, you can stop now and listen to the next episode. But if you like to know what's going on with Matt Browning's life, um, here it is. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. I'm heading to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Staying overnight, and then I'm doing TV on NBC Wednesday morning. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm going to be doing my uh, five superhero traits that every leader must avoid. That's the segment that I've been pitching to a lot of other producers all around the country. Um, that's what I did in Tucson. That's what I did in Chicago. So I'll be doing that in Albuquerque on Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, I fly to Phoenix. And then I'll be doing Phoenix TV Thursday morning. I don't remember what channel it is. Uh, it might be CBS or it might be, I don't know. But it's in Phoenix. And I'll be doing that Thursday morning. And then Thursday night, if you're in the OC, I'm not going to have a ton of spare time, but get ready. I am flying into Orange County Thursday night after the Phoenix uh, TV show. Um, so I'll be in there and then we'll be doing a mastermind, our final pinnacle partnership business builder mastermind for the year. If you have any interest in that, make sure you reach out to the office. You can email support at evolutionseminars.com. You can, uh, hit me up on social media or you can call the office. It's right there on the website, evolutionseminars.com. Um, call me anytime, 949-835-4335. I won't answer, but Jeremy will answer, and you can definitely talk to anyone in the office. If you have any interest in coming to the Pinnacle Partnership three-day mastermind, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is September. I just want to make sure the dates are right. September 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Then I'm sticking around Orange County doing some more podcast interviews in, uh, in the studio in the office there. And then I'm looking at next week, I don't have it locked down yet, but I'm still trying to get some San Diego TV next week. And then I'm speaking at my friend Jennifer Deepstraten's event that starts on September 27th, uh, all about high ticket sales and conversions. It's uh, one of the best sales trainings on the planet, and she is amazing at it. So that event is September 27th, 28th, 29th. If you want info on that, um, I'll put that up somewhere as well, um, maybe on the show notes or on, uh, on social media, I'll be putting some things up on there. So I speak on the 27th. If you're in San Diego, hit me up. I will be down there. And then I fly back to Grand Rapids the 28th on Friday morning. So I got a week and a half, 10 days that I'm going to be out of town. But that's what's going on in my life. Um, I'll end with this. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, feel free to leave a rating and review. By the way, if you haven't done that yet, if you would, be so so bold, so, so uh, blessing towards me. If you've left a rating, could you please leave a review? You just go on the Apple Podcast, on iTunes especially, and you just pop down to write a review and just write something that's authentic and real. Um, leave a review. It would help a lot. It really, really boosts the numbers. It boosts uh, the exposure. It helps to keep us in the top charts when we're getting downloads and we're getting ratings and reviews. Oh, check this out. I just found this out. I didn't know. I, I looked at geography, and I, I saw like you know we were in like 10 countries or something. But then it said other. I said, oh, other must not be tracked. Well, I never knew this, but I clicked on other. Check this out. 
I want to give a quick shout out, and maybe this is for your country. So I thought we were only in these top 10. It turns out these are just the top 10 countries. We have downloads. You ready for this? In 75 countries around the world. So, of course, the vast majority is right here in the United States. We have the UK is coming up number two. Bangladesh, Australia, Canada, the Netherlands, India, China, South Africa, Spain, Switzerland, Essex. I don't even know where that is. I apologize if that's you. There's quite a few downloads there. Germany, Philippines, Trinidad and Tobago, Ghana, Taiwan, Indonesia, Kenya, France, New Zealand, Costa Rica, Sweden, Thailand, Brazil, Poland, Romania, Israel, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Jamaica, Japan, Korea, the Republic of Korea, not North Korea, apparently. Um, so that's just a short list. So for, I just want to say thank you. I can't believe that we've gotten, and some of these are only a handful of downloads, but man, just to think there, <coughs> excuse me, there are people in Bermuda listening to the podcast, Colombia, the Bahamas, Nigeria, Italy, Morocco, Singapore, Cambodia, Nepal, Russia, Russian Federation, Turkey, Cameroon, Greece, Iran, the, the Islamic Republic of Iran, Myanmar, El Salvador, Zambia. Dude, shout out to Zambia. One of our church campuses is in Zambia. Denmark. We got listeners in Egypt, Gabon, Lebanon, Malawi. I apologize if I'm butchering this. I haven't heard of this country, but I'm so glad you heard of us. We have listeners in Pakistan, Albania, Belgium, Ecuador, Estonia, Fiji. Shout out to Fiji. Hungary, Ireland, Montenegro, Malaysia, Rwanda, Slovenia, Bolivia. Ooh, it says the plurinational state of Bolivia. All right. And then these places, we only have one listener, but this counts. Chile, uh, Bolivia, I said, Finland, Hong Kong, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Sudan, Senegal. And there's still, uh, 1% of our listeners are still other that didn't even get classified. So there are over 75 countries that now, at some point, have subscribed or downloaded to the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur. I am just, I'm blown away, and I'm so grateful. So thank you for your support. And if you know someone anywhere in the world, share this on social media. If this is valuable for you, again, every Tuesday we do we do Tuesday teaching, and we teach something on a subject that you've been asking for. And now I have... I have almost a year's worth of subjects that you've asked for. So make sure you go to social media. Tweet me, Instagram me, Facebook me, at Matt Browning. Let me know what you want me to talk about, what you want some of my guests to teach and talk about. So every Tuesday we have Tuesday teaching, and then every Friday we have Interview Friday. And it's going to stay like that for the foreseeable future, unless you say otherwise. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you Friday.